0: Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Today, we've got two guys from Drinks Cubed. I found out there were cousins on the podcast and I was going to say, we've got two cousins, and but you can tell that this is actually recorded after the podcast. It's actually really refreshing to talk to people who are running a drinks company that are really thinking about absolutely everything from start to finish, i.e. what the product's made of, how they're transporting it and everything. With an aim to be the lowest carbon footprint drinks brand by 2022. What a future. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Rav Suki, thank you so much for joining the Green Element podcast. You guys run, manage, have founded drinkscubed.com, a novel way of. Novel? Is that, a, is, that, <laughs> is that a really bad way to describe it? It's it's sad that I actually have said novel, isn't it? Considering all I'm thinking of is plastic. Yeah, it's different. It, it's different. It's different. Yes. I think you should probably explain <laughs> more. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you very much, Will, for uh, allowing us on your web to, um, your podcast and uh, giving us this opportunity to uh, speak a little bit more about what we're trying to do, and what Drinks Cube's trying to do, and. Uh, where all this kind of stems from.
0: Mm.
1: So, yeah, so Suki and I um, founded this business. As all things do, it kind of ruminated over a couple of GTs and uh, Suki and I got into a <laughs> heated conversation of oh, yeah. uh, pollution, about politics, about uh, actually Brexit was, yeah, no, we were about a year into Brexit, the whole encompassing thing why um what's happening where we should do and um suck so I came from a banking background and um sucks from a drinks and industry background so one of the things that really grated me was the pollution from basically packaging. So so that's where the whole concept and conversation um really started from and as trying to explain to Sucky about the Need for everyone to align themselves to the UN SDG goals. <laughs> I, was there, I get pretty much <laughs> on my horse to lecture Suki any, any opportunity. So, <laughs> I mean, that's basically where everything started. Uh, and the idea of um, it's very easy just to ask questions and, and pick holes at problems. But Suki basically laid down a gauntlet and said, Well, you've got lots of questions, what about solutions? The world doesn't have solutions, and um, I think that's where the premise of our research began mm. um, whereby it was actually really, really inter- interesting conversations, and we were both kind of in a unique point in time where we were kind of benching on to do other things, we um, were just kind of in a reflection point in life, etc and um, we, we both went away and researched um, the actual industry of packaging that slimmed down to drinks we looked at um, kind of what the impact was we looked at a plethora of um, current packaging which is glass recycled plastics and um, cans cartons we just looked at the pros and cons and everything and tried to approach this with an unbiased view but one thing that we looked at was our measure was trying to be consistent of saying what's the carbon footprint and more importantly, just ask a macro question you know, of: Is what is this or any of this kinder to the planet than what we have right now? Mm. That's so. So we. I mean, I, I took everything back from literally that question: what's is it better or not? And better measures in carbon footprint, in uh, environmental impact, in building society um, before we even looked at any of the other business aspects of
0: it and what what um made you finally finish upon um bottled water and using using the products for water
2: okay, so when um we looked at the drinks industry the biggest issue is water hmm. so if we're going to start somewhere you know to start with the, the biggest problem so what we um effectively got to was we realized that there was more than just a pack- a problem with the packaging. Um, there's, you know, problems with the whole supply chain. You know, there's everything's moved around by diesel trucks. You know, the, um, a lot of the, you know, there's not very much traceability in the materials that are used. So, so we kind of, we kind of got to a point where we thought, well, actually this needs to be a much bigger project. And it probably needs to be quite a bit longer. So it's not a solution of, oh, well, that, that packaging is a little bit better. Let's just move to that and problem solved. Hmm. Um, so what we decided to do was say, okay, well, what does the end business look like? And that, that's everywhere from the production facility to how the products get transported to um, to the packaging as well. So we looked at that from a point of view. We used two metrics. One was, um, what are the CO2 emissions used within that process? And the second was, is there an opportunity to move from non-renewable sources to um, renewable resources? So whether that be energy, whether that be materials. Mm. Um, And so looking at it from that level, we got to a point where we where we decided. Well, there's pros and cons to everything. None of you know. None of the solution, current solutions in the world are perfect, but we felt that our biggest metric was reducing carbon. And the, our current um, carton bottle that we use is, you know, has been proven to reduce the um, reduce have used forty one percent less CO two in its whole life cycle. So that's, you know, um, including its production, including its recycling. And how did you come, how did you get to that conclusion? So there, there is, um, and we, we had reports done and created and um, studies on the LCAs of um, comparing, you know, conventional plastic bottles, comparing glass, Mm. glass, an interesting one because it's, you know, it's great if it's, um, used, you know, a number of times. Mm-hmm. But if it's a bit like a beer bottle, then it's it's quite, you know, energy intensive because it takes a lot of energy to make that bottle and it takes a lot of energy to recycle it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so so the crux really came of is looking at, I mean, this is where we had an overlap of looking at behaviour. And you have to, iso- what we had to really do is isolate one the recycling infrastructure, overlaid by the consumer patterns, and since we're moving as a society to single use almost everything, um, it, it, this is where the massive impact has. Like glass, as soaking toast glass is great if we had the 1980s or 70s milk bottle philosophy of um, reusing that same bottle over and over, over, over again but we just don't have that infrastructure and the way we consume, the way it's collected, the way we, our behaviors is, is, is actually remaining away from that.
2: So hmm. essentially the biggest problem with packaging is the people using it. Yeah. So that's the, um, and, the, and it's, it's kind of, it got to a point where it's kind of, you know, we, the amount of litter that you see on the street sometimes is it's abuse really. Hmm. So, um,
0: I mean, I know we talked about this when we first started talking about um, water but and bottled water. Yeah. Almost in the UK, you don't really need bottled water, do you? And you're of that same opinion, aren't you?
2: Yeah, we agree. We agree that if you have the opportunity and you have a tap or mm. you have a reusable bottle, mm. you use it yeah but whereas however at the same time the usage of uh of convenience you know when you do a a consumer survey convenience is the number one um factor in in decision making so we can't ignore that and say well people should be doing things differently they're not so you know let's give people a a slightly better solution than there's out there at the moment and I guess what I'm trying to draw out of you is
0: that infrastructure um, problem that you're trying to address. And it's not just the UK, it's an infrastructure problem that
2: you're trying to solve. Yeah, so I think Rav can talk a bit more about the um, the effectively ecosystem we're trying to build.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I mean... Again, on pack, uh, essentially, when we've, like the lifecycle analysis that we've done, we, we identified that there's actually just more than one than just the packaging being the solution because that alone isn't the solution. So what we've really tried to do is, first of all, it's an educational piece of we've just got to consume responsibly. Mm-hmm. And when, I mean, we, we can all use um, common sense of is what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Mm. unfortunately um when you can buy plastic bottles by bulk that cost four p a bottle your your behavior is dictated of um, lack of respect for what you have because of the the availability and cheapness of it um, it almost if you ask someone in isolation it, it doesn't have an impact it doesn't more than importantly it's not it, you don't think about it as much you don't leverage. Or the, um, any thought about what you're doing. And, and that, that's, that's going to be one massive piece to our uh, mission, which is re educational. Um, and what's more importantly is that products like that have never had the environment priced in. Yeah. So that, that's a huge component. But that said, um, we've also looked at owning the problems. Uh, one thing that we looked at was the recycling rates, how they get end, end up in landfills in china philippines Indonesia so we we, we were really keen about going okay let 's keep let let 's keep our own house in, in order let 's control our issues and let 's have ownership and that 's what society is kind of just lacking at the moment ownership problems we 're wanting solutions, but we 're wanting quick solutions as well. Mm. Um, and I think I think we need to move into a um, society where accountability and ownership is paramount. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and so this is where we looked at the whole macro life cycle of, of of our bottles and said, right, we need to try to produce, distribute, and 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 package this, and then also bring in. The recycling change so we're we're trying to build our own chain and link other chains of communities and partnerships and stakeholders into this because once you have that movement it's easier to do you can't just keep on getting everyone onto a partnership because right now you suck and I basically came about we we kind of concluded we had to be the change right now it was easier Hmm. And that's where we're really trying to build um, a, a circular economy and a sustainable circular economy now as a business.
0: So, touching upon your, um, there are so many parts of that I want to talk about. But I'm, I guess I'm just going to quickly go on to the recycling. and um, there, Is there a recycling stream currently available for the products that you are producing?
2: Yes, so currently 96... Because I got
0: the impression that there wasn't from what you just said, and I wanted to verify that.
2: No, so at the moment, um, the, the numbers are 96.7% of councils can recycle the product. However, P, um, the common trait is if we moved everything from plastic to this specific carton, there wouldn't be enough infrastructure to that.
0: Right. Gotcha.
2: What we're saying is, as the demand increases, but it's it's you know it's a supply and demand scenario. You mm. can't build three, four recycling centers if nobody's using that particular mm. format. Mm. So what we're saying is, as the demand increases, we're we're going to be supporting with developing our own recycling um, center that can recycle the, the you know an area that can we're going to be responsible for the recycling of our product and that has to come from the manufacturer okay you know at the moment we're you know a lot of people are trying to pass this on to the consumer but as a it needs to come from the people that are benefiting most from the sale of that product
1: mm. but but well i mean what, what one key thing is that what going back to the carton why we've chosen this and um, in terms of cartons uh, being this, this carton is made from ninety well, 95% plant-based materials so we don't use any PET it's the only carton that you can recycle as a single unit which makes it easier for the consumer to recycle so you would um, I mean each borough is different but but generally you would put this in along with cardboard and uh, the waste stream it will be integrated into the waste stream and gets recycled as a single unit
0: right Brilliant,
1: brilliant. So there's, there's so there's less there's less um, hands being touched in terms of separation, degrees of separation, which yeah. obviously has uh, financial impacts and, and, um, and that's the really
0: important to like, really important to highlight. Um, and what about the lid?
1: And um, so the lid is made from um, something called tall oil, which is a byproduct of um, um, milling paper, timber, timber industry, basically. It's a plant-based from um, trees. So, um,
0: so it's the same product, the, the whole thing is the same?
1: It, so, yeah, so essentially um, you, you'd have a carton that's made from paper, essentially, um, with a lining of aluminium. And what was really important was that we made sure that like the deforestation, the density, all, all, all the secondary situation, um, se- secondary. Um, issues that come come with paper is that we made sure that it was responsibly sourced. So 100% of our material used is hundred uh, responsibly sourced. So we adhere to strict audit um, trails of our products. Um, we're the first drink brand in the world that uses ASI certified aluminium. So we've gone to the end detail of, even though we're only using 5% of aluminium, we wanted to make sure that there's ethical standards as well as sustainable standards. That's brilliant. And the same goes for our forestry. We're fsc certified, but that's also EU forestry, to make sure that these trees are grown purposely for Mm. this exact product, rather than new forests being cut down and biodiversity being um, disturbed and, and, and deforestation.
2: And I see that you're able to buy. Oh, sorry, sorry. So I just want to say, on top of that, the plant-based plastic that we use in the cap that you mentioned um, is all derived from um, EU sources. Okay. So in, a, in, a, in, a, in an effort to cut down miles.
1: Mm. So it's essentially a byproduct.
2: Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I and I notice
0: on your website that you are currently you're selling the water. Um, and can you buy it? trade? You've got a trade part of the website. So,
2: yes, we've got retail where we're um, soon going to be launching in Whole Food Markets. Okay. It'll be nice around London, for those that are in London and uh, know um, Whole Foods. Um, yeah, please have a look in there. But uh, if you don't need to buy it, don't buy it. <laughs> 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 right, so, right, so, but, you know, be responsible basically um but yeah we're in whole food markets we're um, um but if, in terms of trade yes we've got um trade customers usually email us via the website and we set them up by a designated wholesaler okay um and that's usually the best route
1: i mean one of the key one of the key things was actually as much as we so we so we try to create a, a sustainable and ethically packaged water which is going to be priced slightly higher than plastic, but we need we were very cognitive of it being affordable for the masses. So we've been really, really strict in our pricing, um, and and really launched an RRP RRP um, price points that's affordable and uh, for, for our general retailers and customers. So and mm. um, five hundred retails at nine IP p and the liter. Um, Is at £1.49, and we have a 750 wheel that's going to be launched um, soon.
0: Okay. Okay, and you're expanding out of the UK as well?
1: Um, So, at the moment, we are um, in conversation with um, European markets. Um, We will look at global expansion, but um, right now we're we're very cognitive of um, carbon miles. Mm. So we're we're really evaluating that um, situation, but um, our pl- our plans will be really EU only, purely to keep our footprint down.
0: Right. Yeah, because it's um it, your model is built on scale.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. So so that we face to, Um we would absolutely take this globally, but it would be replicated on on, on our current model, but. So right now we're setting up the UK model that will service UK and um, within the range, the European model, uh, market that will then be replicated on the continent, okay. um, across the continent, sorry.
0: Brilliant. And how do you guys know each other? Um, are you friends? Oh, no, we're, we're family. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're cousins. Okay, right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, and, okay, so you, I'm just trying to work out how um, the banker and the um, the drinks <laughs> the drinks person, so you've just ended up, you just got on really well and just
2: ended up kind of going. Yeah, we, we got to, we were at um, a point where we were just in, in um, we are both quite busy. We hadn't met for years. Right. Um, but it was really literally family functions and stuff. But then right. there was a time where we had just had a, both had a bit of a career break. And, um, yeah, we just, Kind of went for a for a drink and yeah, it started from there.
0: I love it. I bet your parents, whoever the siblings are, either your mum and dad, you know, um, are really pleased. They're probably like, "Oh, brilliant!" All <laughs> <laughs> right. Well,
1: we'll see. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it, 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 it either bonds the family or this huge family Yeah,
0: I, I can only relate it to my family, and I know that it would be brilliant to work with. Um, a number of my cousins, which is why I guess I'm relating to
2: it. Yeah, yeah. It, it is quite fun. It is, it is fun. And I think we... Um, yeah, I, I, can, I can relate to that, but then I can also see that some of my cousins, it just wouldn't work.
1: <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's kind of irony is that we're quite different
0: Mm. With
1: but 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 similar outlooks, and that's mm. probably why so far we've had some certain degree of success because uh, we, we we keep on kind of uh, questioning and double checking and and, and, and and making sure our motives are aligned, mm. um, and, and and really kind of um, sense checking all our thoughts before we uh, put, put any action. So
2: yeah, because like Rob said, it's um, it can get very easy if you're. If one person's very like financially motivated and the other's just looking at the the sustainability aspect, you have to both be on the same. You know that there is a commercial element to the business, but it doesn't work if you don't have the. You know, there's no point in doing it if you don't have the emphasis on the sustainability because you're not making a difference.
1: I mean, essentially, yeah. I mean, coming back from, from, from coming back from a capitalist banking background, which I think uh, bankers have a slight bad, kind of tarnished, uh, unjust reputation. Um, (laughs) I think think you're just below politicians, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say unjust?
0: I um, am. I'm not sure if many of our, or a lot of our listeners would agree Uh, with you. (laughs) But I also don't think that all bankers have that. Exactly. They
1: shouldn't. But I, I, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm tr- um, very much in the belief that if you really want to make change, um, or, or at least la- um, lasting change, there has to be um, some motivation um, for, 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 uh, and for and reward in terms of that. So, so what I mean by that is actually, I believe that businesses are much more, more in, in a powerful position than politicians. To influence change, yeah, um, and I think that's 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 where we really came come from, right? We've got to make business works because if it makes it commercially viable, it almost knocks down a huge hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for, for I mean, like for example, everyone wants a product that does X, Y, Z, and whatever it is, without even knowing. But if the cost is too high, the it's not adopted, and that was that was the key thing. Especially yeah. when pollution is such a, 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 a at at a, at, a, at a huge rate, you've really got to cut it down. And the only way to cut it down is, is giving something viable and making model works and incentivizes the wholesale, the retailers, the outlets, um, getting more and stakeholders involved. Yeah,
0: I would imagine it's probably really helped um, with your background, Rav, being talking to. Because are you going through investment at all? Yes. This. And I would imagine, because I having and going through investment myself with no financial background or whatsoever, I walk into some meeting and I'm like, I don't speak this language. And I know I say a load of the wrong stuff, but at least you'll know who and what to say. Not who to say, but you know what to say. Uh, I mean...
1: It's kind of unique because right now um, there's a lot of funds, a lot of people are looking at sustainability investing. So it's not purely ROI, which is return on investment. There's also an element of ROSI, return Mm. on sustainable investment. But it has to be a return. And what makes sense is to have a robust business. And what what, what this has really made us double-check and uh, really be thorough in um, in, in is looking at every aspect that we have as part of the business to make sure it is is achieving what we want it to achieve mm. it's, um, it's also driving uh, the right benefits it's really also strategically aligned and and the business makes sense uh, both for us and for potential investors plus stakeholders because that's the only way longevity will will be maintained is that if it's, a, it's a, it's a business that's able to sustain itself. Mm. Otherwise we'd be registered as a charity.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I, and I actually think that businesses, um, there's a lot of wastage in charities, but let's not go there.
1: Cause we could get, I mean, it's going back to this, it's going back to uh, our core philosophy, which is, um, optimization and um, real, like, um, consumption, that's how we consume anything in a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We've all got finite resources of, of time, effort, money, um, commodities, everything. So we just need to apply that for what they need to be applied for and be as intelligent as we can.
2: Well, it kind of goes back to the point that Rav made earlier of the price point. Because if you don't do the volume, you can't get the following. Yeah. Therefore, you can't grow the business. Therefore, you can't employ people. You don't have a movement Mm. unless it's accessible from day one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because it's easy to say in any business to say, oh, well, I'm going to make it really expensive at the beginning. And then as I'm able to drive the prices from my suppliers down, I will make it cheaper. Mm. But that rarely works. I'm not saying it's never worked. I'm saying that it rarely works because people expect a certain thing for a certain price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: what, um, looking at your actual business, we've talked a lot about the product and the carbon footprint of the product. Do you, is that environmental management brought into your business as well and the way that you run your business?
2: we try to we try to look at um so th- so the purpose of the business so kind of our kind of the thing that we go back to every time is our we aim by the end of 2022 to be the lowest carbon footprint the lowest carbon emissions drinks brand in the UK so so we tend to so we we try to look at every level from the transport like we said the transportation where um we're looking at ways of cutting CO2 in that we're looking at um, different ways of producing it and running the energy for all our um, production as well as the packaging. Mm. But then everything we do. So when we do marketing material, we try to make sure it's printed on recycled paper. Mm. We try to, um, when we're looking at, and this is a little bit geeky, but um, when you're looking at things like pallet wrap, you know, so you can do, you get different microns of pallet wrap that you say, well actually, can we get away with using less because it's you know there's no way the products are going to get transported without it, but yeah um so so yes yeah, so we're trying to look at every element of um what we do to you know, make the lowest impact we can
0: yeah i don't so, think yeah. at all i think it's um I think it's actually really good business sense, and I think um you. You know, you are practicing what you preach. You are looking at absolutely everything. I think if you weren't looking at that pallet rat, someone would say to you, why haven't you looked at (laughs) it? Yeah. You're you're going to be held up um, in a much higher regard.
2: But that's great. And that's what we're kind of trying to encourage. Mm. We are trying to encourage it. We like question us because um, we've taken on this enormous project Mm. and there's, you know, something as simple as that Mm. If that's where we fall down, that's that's really silly. Yeah,
1: but 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 and 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 when we kind of do micro life analyses on all our decisions, the beautiful thing that's transpiring is that the more sustainable we become in the future, the more economical advantages we gain by it. Yeah, um, and it's simple, like like Suck said, um, nine wrappings around a pallet uh, as opposed to five suddenly mm-hmm. cut your cost down um, running on renewable energy in the future will be cheaper than running on non-renewables mm-hmm. uh, so there's there's, there's there's a cost advantage to be had on all of this, and that's so we're, we're really playing the long game on this as well
0: mm. brilliant brilliant well, um it's been fascinating talking to you guys and listening to what you're doing i think I think it's brilliant. I think um, changing the drinks industry needs to happen. Let's face it; some of the bigger companies recently, what they said that they, um, oh no, everyone loves plastic, apparently. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> an interesting, an interesting philosophy, and yeah. maybe something that most people wouldn't agree with. <laughs> no.
2: but, yeah, I don't think if they polled David Attenborough on that, but. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the um, look. I think a lot of the things we're doing could, have, and I'm, you know, not pointing fingers, but it could have been done by others. Yeah, but there's no need to. So until someone raises the bar, yeah, there isn't going to be change.
0: Mm. Well, thank you for raising the bar, and thank you very much for being on the podcast today. No,
1: thank you very much, and
0: um, yeah, it's pleasure talking to you. Actually, we, um, we should say that all of your social media handles and all of that stuff will be on the websites so that you. you can um, link to them etc thank thanks well
1: have a lovely evening see
2: you
0: thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode of the green element podcast do take a moment and share this with your friends and colleagues and rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts i'd love to know what has been your biggest takeaway from this conversation What are you going to do differently? Please share your thoughts across social media and tag us so we can see them too at GE underscore podcast. For links and show notes for this episode, visit our website, greenelement.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you again. I hope you will join me on the next episode and together we can help create a better world.